Are you a podcaster? Maybe you've got that big idea and you're looking for a network to join. The multi-award-winning Ozcast Network can get your content to eyes and ears all over the world. Join now for the first month free, and you could be featuring this sound at the beginning of your podcast. Ozcast. Simply head to ozcastnetwork.com for details. We're just going to roll in today because I'm already yeah. laughing. Yeah. Um, one of my good friends on the show, one of the arguably the greatest uh, comics coming around the country who's got still so much more to achieve. Look at him, Elliot Loney. He's out of control. Jake, it's good to be here, mate. He's got the sunnies on his own, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Well, my eyes are red in the devil's dick. I've been, yeah. I've been doing stand-up every night, mate. It's all a blur. I yeah. haven't slept in days. I'm constantly on the edge. We've literally, we started, Braden, we've started 45 minutes late and he's yeah. actually just been here out the front eating, eating scrambled eggs on toast for about 45 minutes which yeah. would take five minutes to eat by the way <laughs> but I don't know what he was doing so well, we were just commenting on the strange things that we were seeing <laughs> yeah magpies what well, we, were, we were also just saying that there's so many weird people around <laughs> like I, I there's always been weirdos around don't get me wrong I'm one of them yeah. but I've just come to realise that every time I walk down the street and even on our street which we won't disclose yeah, we won't disclose but we are the mafia of it <laughs> exactly but mate I walk around and I'm like man where do these people come from like yeah. where do they actually Come from what? What's a way? Give me, give me. Is there any obvious weird encounters you've right. had of late? A hundred percent, mate. So as I've been saying, I've just started doing stand up again. I had a gig on Tuesday night at the Comics Lounge in front of four hundred and fifty people. Great gig, was awesome. And then the next night, I went to a dive bar on Chapel Street, <laughs> and there were eight people there. And while my best mate was on, one of my best mates was on stage doing his set. A smacky comes past, right, <laughs> on a BMX bike, pink shirt, tits, shaved head, mohawk, one tooth. <laughs> and rolls in on this BMX bike. And he's just, oh, sorry, man, shit. And I was just like, oh, we're going to have fun tonight. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I was just like, mate, this is this guy's halfway between, like, like honestly, he was halfway into becoming Smeagol. Like he was at the halfway <laughs> oh, no point. Like, I'm like a couple more hits of the methadone. He's gone. A couple more hits of ice, mate. He's he's literally <laughs> <laughs> fucking 100 percent golem. Like he's oh, done. Geez. Is yeah. that? Do you find it harder performing in front of those crowds, mate, like the eight people, as opposed to the 450 at the well, comics lounge? To or? be honest, it's just a very different beast. Like every crowd is different, and I think like it's all like working the muscle. You know, you just mm. become more comfortable on stage, which is what I'm trying to do. My whole motto at the moment is to become comfortable being uncomfortable. So I'm just trying to get up on stage as much as I can and just kind of soak up the fact that I'm there and just just be present, stay where my feet are in the moment. Mm. Um, so I actually used him in my set. I said- I was going to say- He was sitting there like in the front row like this with his fucking tits out and the pink shit. And I'm like, oh, no. and I'm like, I'm like mate, I used to be a male stripper at time. I got the G-string. I've seen a lot of hands, mate. I just want to let you know, you have the best set of tits I've ever seen. And he was like, oh, thanks, man. And I walked over to my mate's table and he had a, like a, like literally like a, a jar of nuts and they yeah. were all gone. I'm like, mate, are there any-, any any nuts left. He goes, nah, mate, we're done. I said, well, that's unfortunate because now I'm going to have to bust one on this man's chest. <laughs> and his laugh, man, reverberated through the face. He's like, oh, yeah, man, fuck it. <laughs> like everyone's losing it. There's like eight people there. <laughs> mate, it was just absolute mayhem. Oh, fuck. Well, yeah. how, how is the comedy going? Obviously, the, you've been yeah. going, you've been going hard. hard. I don't think man. many people know how much, how many yeah. nights you're there a week and for how long. Yeah, man. I've just been doing, like, well, just, man, I'm getting up anywhere I can, you know? Whether it's five minutes, whether it's 10 minutes, whether it's 15, whatever, just trying to get up as many spots as I can, anywhere I can go. Um, just 
I don't, I'm not discriminating. I don't care. And I just want to get up on stage and just do my thing. That's yeah. it. Um, I don't care what, if it's in front of a thousand people or fucking three people. I'm just, I'm just getting on stage. That's it's, all I want. It's funny because when people, and I was telling Braden this before, but I was like, with, with you, everyone knows how funny you are and your, your up comedy and even all your skits that you continuously still do. Mm. Um, but like, no one really knows that you've had like a real sort of fear of like stand up or yeah. just like the anxiety you get. You're like, I don't even really want to do that. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, I think we spoke, was it last time we did a potty? We, I spoke about, um, was it with you or Tommy? I it, can't remember which one. I, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember, but I did speak about it recently. I was on a podcast and I was talking about the fact that like I, I genuinely didn't like stand-up comedy and like how I was like fearful of it and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, there, there's definitely been like a bit of a love-hate relationship with me there, but it was more just like, it's not that I hate stand-up comedy. Like I've got so much respect for everyone who does stand-up comedy and I love comedy, the art, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like, for me, it was just such an anxiety inducing thing that I just never wanted to do it. Like I just, yeah. it just got to the point where it was just like, I couldn't, I couldn't get on stage, man. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I couldn't, it's literally yeah. like you're calling and you're yeah, thinking, yeah. It's still like impacted. So that's part of the reason why you're doing it as well, to get like break the shackles of yeah. not doing stand up for a while with COVID and whatever as well. 100% man. So like, as I, I think, I don't know if you saw, like I made a Facebook status the other day. I don't know if you read it, but I was talking about how, um, you know, a, pretty much the whole journey and like why I gave it away and why I've come back and stuff like that. There's a couple of <clears throat> really big things coming up in June, July that um, I can't exactly talk about now. We, we have spoken about I'm this. excited oh. for you to share though yeah. when you do. Yeah. So it, hopefully this, this um, you know, yields a, a new opportunity for me and, and, you know, carves out a new path for me. But um, that's part of the reason why I got back into it because I was just kind of like, well, if I'm going to get, do this thing. <laughs> Uh, I'm being very <laughs> careful about how I, I talk that. about it. I might be just slipping it I have to be very careful because, um, you know, I'm not going to jump on stage at this thing yeah. and and be like getting the eight mile thing and get the jitters. Yeah, and just, yeah, you you're know, getting like, all the cobwebs out now. Yeah, so yeah, getting the cobwebs out now. So that's what I was, yeah, just sort of reiterating, to reiterate what I said earlier, just, mate, just getting up everywhere. Like I'm just, I don't care. Like I'll go anywhere, man. Like, yeah. I'll just stand up and do my set. You know? it's, it's fascinating. Now, with mm. um, you know, actually, just thinking of when we were speaking yeah. about it last, we talked about the podcast. It was the when you picked me up to go to my night out on my birthday. Oh, yeah. It took us an hour and a half to find a car park. Yeah, yeah. We were the first yeah. ones there, and almost the last ones to get inside because yeah, we just was... drove the same block. Yeah, and I know. I, know. I think that's where we had this D and M about stand up comedy. We did, man. But it was, that was funny. We're actually thinking about that, like the definition <laughs> of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, <laughs> expecting like, oh, a different result. Up. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like we should have gone somewhere else, but we did the same loop. We, if it wasn't my birthday, we both said we would have gone. Home. Yeah, hundred percent. We would have given in. Yeah, we got there like last because when we got there, your booth was set up. There was like forty <laughs> blokes there, and, like they were like Jakey, where have you been? Yeah. Hey, boys. Sorry, mate. Uber, yeah. Uber rally a fucking oh, round like, over sorry, there, guys. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. No, but one of the um, one of the most notable things which we'll talk about is obviously your hectic month of December, January, even yeah. a bit of Feb with the Oz Open. Yeah. Now yeah. it's like this is where the uh, the D grade Elliot comes out. <laughs> obviously, this this. Z- Z-grade, Obviously yeah. now we got, we're, with what's coming up, it's going to be slightly different. But historically, what would you normally be doing? Like while Nick and Tanasi are away. Aside and- from batting me Johnson? Like what, is it, <laughs> yeah. what is it you want to know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, do you know what I mean? Because like, yeah. your 
literally front and center everywhere. And then yeah. it's like he's yeah. forgotten and then he comes back. Yeah, I saw a comment actually on Facebook about that. They were like, Elliot's like the Mariah Carey of tennis. <laughs> like he comes out once a year, like she yeah. does on the Christmas album or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, um, I don't know. Like I think because I guess over the last few years, I've had that big fear of stand up. Um, usually back in the day, I'd probably be doing gigs and just honing the craft a little bit, but then, mm. um, I'd just be sort of tennis coaching, batting me Johnson, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. getting doughies from chicks. Yeah. Um, I, like, like just mate, honestly, just, um, I don't know, just, just trying to fill my time with anything that I can get oh, my hands on really. God. Um, but, uh, nah, seriously, like it's, um, it's, it's very different now that I'm in that like a completely different headspace as I has, have been for the last few years. So yeah, yeah no, nah, mate, just filling my time with, I do like a few influencer thought type things where yeah, I'll do. do like a you few. do them well. Yeah. Well, like, like Cocky, you said on the last podcast with Tommy Sheridan, he was like, you're like a NASCAR during the Oz <laughs> Open. You'll just slap anything. And I was like, yeah. mate, 100%. Like, that is like such a good analogy. Yeah, or, it's just true though, mate. Like yeah. I'll just take, I'll take it, you know, like it's, it's awesome. So. But people don't understand with that, um, with you is that you're actual very knowledgeable and you're actually very good at tennis too. So for you, I know there's a bit of added um, focus to like actually get a bit more sort of credibility where you can speak on tennis as opposed yeah. to be the humor aspect. Well, that would be a good, I think I'd love to do that as well. And I think every year I'm starting to do more and more stuff. Like nine have been really good in sort of like, um, I guess, like holding my hand through it and, and giving me more. Um, more and more spots and more and more attention and stuff, which has been good. So every mm. year I've like, I started off doing like all the gags and stuff, but now I feel like it's swung a little bit and I'm doing like 50% gags, 50% like actual candid chats about tennis. Yeah. Because yeah, like I do coach tennis. I did play like a hell of a lot of tennis as a kid and um, I still really enjoy a social hit. And so like I do watch a lot as well. So like I feel like I do have like a um, perspective on it. Yeah, and which I, is good. Yeah. And like I think I can, because I'm <clears throat> not a, like a professional um, player or I'm just like sort of like a, I feel like I'm pretty relatable to the everyday man. Yeah, which is the, that yeah. in every other sport is huge. Yeah. Like in, in other sports, fan content, as, as you could say. Exactly. Fan comments they actually yeah. get a, a big following. Yeah, exactly. So I think like it'd be good over every year. Like that's what I'm trying to gear towards. I've got a um, manager in Sydney and she's trying to like help me get to that point as well. So mm -hmm. hopefully next year I'll be doing even more of that. And um, yeah, I, I might even go to the US Open this year and see if I can do a little bit of stuff there. I was going to say, because even for the actual sport itself, what you bring to those tournaments on the side, yeah. no one really does that. Yeah, it's pretty that. niche, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's fucking, <laughs> fucking insane. <laughs> it's very niche He's comedy. putting on rapper's fucking hair <laughs> yeah. and talking to rapper. Yeah, <laughs> no one else does it. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's awesome though, man. I think it's really cool. Like, cause it's, it is, that, that tennis, type impersonation comedy is pretty niche mm. but um it's amazing because tennis is such a love sport and people are so fanatical about it like sport in general is a very fanatical thing yeah but i do find that if i go anywhere in the world because tennis is an international sport i always find someone who who 100 knows all about what i do and they're like really it's crazy even yeah, if you go what a tournament around the world anywhere, anywhere man like canada like america oh, so you've got like, that rep in the sport well yeah i just think that like if, you, if you're if you're a tennis here if yeah. you're a tennis fanatic like they kind of know who i am because 
because they're like, oh, you're the guy that does that. Oh, you know, that's, that's so funny because awesome. it's so relatable to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot of Spanish people because they're Nadal fans have seen my Nadal impressions. So I've yeah. got people that don't speak English, but they're like, yeah, no way. Yeah, yeah. So it's happened like a fair bit, which is really cool to me. I find that really cool. Which one of your tennis impressions gets the most traction? Oh, I'd definitely be Rafa. Is it Rafa? Has he seen it? He has believe I believe he has. I've heard that he has. Okay. But uh, and like you know, he's. He, I think there's there is a video somewhere online of me in Montreal with Nick, uh, with Kyrgios and Matt Reed, and we we're on we we're on the court, and he came onto the practice court next to us, and uh, I was in the pink shirt for some reason. I might have just done an impression of Rafa, and we literally looked locked eyes, and there's a video of him on camera like looking at me and giving me the. <laughs> you, like I know, you, I know who you are. You're busted. Yeah, you know, I know who you are. You know, yeah. like he's definitely like I've heard. I've heard quite a few people say that he's seen it. I wonder um, does you wonder does he like it? Who knows? I, I reckon he would. I reckon he would. I, I think you do a now. good impression of him. Yeah, I mean, at this point, maybe at the first, at, at first, he probably didn't know how to handle it and stuff. But I think, like you know, if anyone has a good sense of humour, they know that I'm just like <laughs> taking the Mickey. You know, yeah. I'm not like seriously. No, no, no. Yeah. Of course, yeah, like, it comes with good intent. Exactly, man. Like yeah. I feel like that's one of the things I've said oftentimes about. Um, Nick Kyrgios, because mate, he's like got a great sense of humour. You know, I've been I've been doing impersonations of him for ages, but he knows it's all love. You know, yeah, literally the yeah. way the funny thing I've never seen him wear. What do you do? The hat, yeah, like the hat saying, to the side, the Boston Celtics yeah. jersey. Yeah, he's, it's so funny. He always brings that up. He's like, bro, I never wear hats, bro. Why are you doing that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you have this, and one of the things that I've spoken to you about, which is fascinating. I would say it's a, a skill, but it's also an illness. But if you spend <laughs> if you spend a long enough time with someone, yeah. because you have an a, incredibly long list, which maybe we'll do a couple of, yeah, yeah, but incredibly sure. long list of some of your impressions of who you can do. I was yeah. so surprised yeah. with how long this list was. But then you alluded to me going like, no, there's like if I spend enough time with a person, I can literally start to pick up like their tendencies and their vocal like aspects and I can impersonate it. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. so crazy. That's weird, man. It's really weird. Like, I feel like I've definitely got some sort of disorder. Eh? Like, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's got to be. Undiagnosed. But there's definitely something weird going on. I, it's so strange, man, because as long, like, as long as I can remember, it's such a strange thing to say. I've probably like how do I explain this? Like drummed it out of myself over, over the years and become a little bit more normal. <laughs> but like, but like going off the food 15 yeah. minutes out the front there, he's lost yeah. the plot still, mate. Yeah. But like, but what I mean by that, man, is like, it's just funny because like, um, when I was a kid, I just remember like, and this is going to sound so crook, but I just remember like, because I was an only child and stuff, I would just like sit there and watch people. You know what I mean? Like, I know that sounds really crook, but like, I literally would, man. I'd just be like fascinated by, um, not necessarily like what they were doing, but what they were saying and how they were saying it. And like, I don't know. I just, I would just absorb things. Yeah. Like, um, and nothing of note. Like I would, yeah. I couldn't absorb any like schoolwork. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't absorb anything like on a math test. Yeah. You know, like they asked me like one plus one was, I'd look at them like they had four heads. I'd be like, I don't know, bro. I remember in like year one, man, they they were doing dot to dot. Like how simple is dot to dot, right? Yeah. I vividly remember being in year one and this teacher like literally like throwing pens around the room because she was sitting with me, grade one, me being like, no, nah, it's one, two, three. I was going like one, eight, five. Like, I couldn't work it out. Like that's how dumb I was with maths and stuff. But I had this crazy innate ability just to like read people and like pick up on like, 
I don't know, like emotional energy and stuff. Like I always knew I, I could always pick up on someone's intentions. I could always pick up on the way they were speaking. Like it was weird, man. I had like this crazy one side of my brain was like so advanced and the other side of my brain was like literally borderline like <laughs> not there. Like the dumbest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really? like, yeah. 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 That like, is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So like I was almost like I know this is gonna sound outrageous, but in one way, like people would say like I was like the smartest, dumb person I ever met. Like I was a genius in one yeah. part, but then like the dumbest person person That's ever yeah 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 it's crazy man my goodness yeah because what speaking of one of my favorite um skits which we actually should talk about this whole thing in yeah. general but one of my favorite recent skits that i think blew up on socials yeah. was the uh, johnny depp and oh, amber yeah. heard <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which the most outrageous fucking court case i've ever seen have oh, you been mate, watching it it's all over my tiktok it's all i see man <laughs> holy shit i'm like i don't know why the algorithm's favoring it so much but it's, it's everywhere isn't it yeah, how's it come on tv do you know anything about I, it? Honestly, all I know is that like every time I go online, it's just always there. Like yeah. it's the only thing on my feed, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, it's just there. Yeah. I've got, so I actually did a bit of research on mm. this because they, like obviously Johnny Depp's uh, uh, law team is fucking destroying <laughs> that, Amber. That They're taking her to the cleaners at yeah. the moment. So these two people that, that um, he has representing him, they were doing like a bit of background on. Yeah. And- they purposely put it in, I don't know where where the um, state is that they're doing it, but they purposely put the court case there because you can stream it. Oh. And they, Johnny Depp's team, have been the instrumental part of wanting to put it online. Yes. So right. I don't know if this is to completely fuck her image like well, she's fucked I mean, his. I do think, like, I mean, people like have asked about this. I've spoken about this a little bit um, off, off air with people because it's, yeah. it seems to be like quite a common talking point at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But I just think, like, obviously they're both a little bit whack. You can't, like, look at them and be like, Johnny's 100% like, no, fine. But at loose. the same time, that amber chick gets loose, loose bro. Like, spark. I think she's more in the wrong than Johnny for sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, it's just funny because, like, um, she's not – I don't think that Amber Heard's really helping herself much. No. Like, just because you can just kind of tell when someone's lying. Yeah. And I feel like the way she's, like, overcompensating all the time when she's on the stand, it's just like, you know, Johnny's so chill about everything. Yeah. And she's, like, always, like, pandering to the jury. She's like, believe me. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. She's like, no, I definitely <laughs> yeah. did not see that. And Johnny's yeah. just taking the piss. He's <laughs> yeah. like, a mega pint. You know? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you give me some Johnny Depp, yeah. please? Well, Johnny sits there like he's literally, like, on the hezzer, but yeah. no one seems to care. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So he'd sit there and be like, uh, yeah, um. I just did uh, uh, ice uh, in the car park and uh, bashed five women, but uh, I'm Johnny Depp. <laughs> and they're all just like, yeah. yeah like, I feel like he literally can say anything, yeah, with anything. His, with his tone and like. Yeah. Yeah, the he, way he speaks, man, like he's just so charismatic, man. Yeah. And he's just like, you can tell, like. I mean, I'll be very, very surprised if he doesn't win this case. I know. It'll be, yeah, it'll be a big shock. But I, yeah. I'm very, um, it just makes me lose faith in humanity that this is yeah. interesting to us. Oh, 100%. Like, it gives, it gives a fuck. Bro. Yeah. They're absolutely out of control. Out of control, bro. Yeah, out of control. Like they're fighting over it. Someone took a shit on someone's bed. 
Locks I could, that, that's, that's fucked. I don't understand that, that. She chopped his finger off apparently or something it's in just, Australia. Man, like it's it. the loosest thing ever. But the funny thing is, man, to me, it's like, why are we so preoccupied with this? Like, there's just so many issues going on in the world right yeah. now, man. Like, yeah. I don't know why that's all over my feed. Like, Russia invaded Ukraine and that's now like an afterthought. <laughs> I know. Do you know what I mean? It's all Johnny Depp, <laughs> And I'm like, hang on a second. Like, <laughs> well, the, yeah, they're sent, it's decent. I was talking about this. Um, we actually spoke about this with Tommy on one of our podcasts. We're on the brink of World War Three, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and we're watching and this we're shit. Watching this is fucked. This is so yeah. fucked. Like the nuclear codes are like people have their finger on the pulse of that. Yeah. And then Johnny's Depp talking about a megaphone. Yeah. <laughs> it's nuts, man. Oh, that was one of the great sayings. Yeah. Now, with um, with your Im- impressions and so forth mm-hmm. and, and sort of what you're doing, like when did this start? Because it's been ongoing for a long time. Oh, the impressions and stuff. Yeah, well, because there's adults now, like grown-up men that were like, mate, you were so funny in my childhood. Yeah, man, it's crazy. <laughs> that, like, that, that's hap- that happens a bit now, yeah. Um, like, um, so, for example, like even last night, I went and watched um, a mate of mine, Ibi Akbar. I don't know if you've seen yes, his stuff. Yeah, I haven't watched it any live. Um, you know, he, he, he did um, the Palais Theatre last night. Um, he's done, I think it was his 10th show ever. He, he, so I'll give you a little backstory here. I did a podcast with him not long ago. We met on the podcast and I was just fascinated because I know, I knew who he was and I knew he was killing it. And like, I didn't even know that he would know who I was. And he was like, man, you're one of the reasons I got into comedy, man. No like you're, way, like, yeah, like I watched your videos like when I was a kid and stuff. And like, I went to his show last night. It was inspiring for me to see because this guy sold out the Palais. Yeah. I'm like, wow. And I just find that really interesting because like, I don't, I forget because I've been around for a while now and some of these comedians that are coming up, man, like they watch my videos when they were in high school and stuff. And yeah. so like it's crazy to me to, that I have people coming up to me who are really successful doing really well being like, you're the reason I'm doing this kind of thing. It like gives me goosebumps. That's man. I'm insane, like, Holy shit. dude. Yeah, like I just completely. What was the first one? Was it the like because I my first one I ever saw of you was the 9A's footy coach. Yeah, yeah. The first. With, with the, the filter of like. The Mr. Parker. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, yeah. Parker. The yeah. first video I ever did was Man vs. Metro. That was a Bear Grylls parody. Oh, Bear Grylls. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the other yeah, one. That was yeah. the other one. That was from years ago. <laughs> um, that was the first one. That was that was the one that. that that sort of changed everything for me, you know, because right. like YouTube was kind of at the time in its infancy. And then like, I just remember, I think I've said this a couple of times, but I remember like putting it up with a mate of mine at the time, put it on his channel. And I just remember being like, oh, whatever. Like, I don't really care about whose channel it's on. Probably a big mistake at the time. Yeah. Definitely should have put it on my channel. <laughs> yeah. But did that blow up on it, his? It blew up. Yeah. And he got a few subscribers off the back of it. But at the time I was so young and naive. We were both kids, mate. We didn't know yeah, what we were yeah, doing. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, oh yeah, I don't really care where it goes because nothing's going to happen. Right. Just mm. put it up anyway. I remember going to bed and I just remember waking up and seeing it. Like I went www.youtube.com and I've t- typed it up and it was in the YouTube banner. Like they had the suggested videos. Like this is like worldwide. Like it was there, like met featured what videos. What year was this? 2013. 20, so YouTube is kind a, of, it was like the one of the, it was the most watched video in the entire world for that particular day. Well, well how many views are we talking? Oh, I think it got like half a million views overnight. That is and I just remember, I remember like refreshing because at the time, I, like I'd never done a video, like I was a fucking just come out. And I, I remember like refreshing the video and just being like, this, this, like, this can't be real. Like yeah. I just kept doing it. And then, man, it was overnight, it was instantaneous. Like that week, like that, I think the weekend before I went to a nightclub and like I was just walking around and like I couldn't, 
couldn't couldn't get one conversation going with no the chick. Way. You know what I mean? The week after that, I went to that same nightclub and everyone was like, man versus Metro, what the fuck? <laughs> Everyone's coming over asking for photos. Chicks finally wanted to talk oh, to no me. Way. Mate, it was so weird. It happened overnight. Like I just um and so I got a taste at that time of what it was like to be famous, I guess. Yeah. Um, which is which is crazy to me. It's such a fickle thing because I've been explaining this to someone recently. Like people ask, oh, do people still stop you on the street? And occasionally people still do, but it's all about like how topical you are at the time. Like people have really short memories, I think. Like yeah. there was, there's been times where I've been posting a lot of content online and people have been coming up to me and like asking for photos and I get stopped a lot. But because I haven't been as active on social media now, it's died down a lot. Mm. But it's crazy how like you make one video that goes viral and then everyone Back wants a piece it. of you and then you do and then you disappear and they're like, I don't give a fuck about this guy. Like it happens like like that. Yeah. So that's why I think like it's really cool that I've had like a taste of it so I can objectively like understand what it's like to be like revered, mm. but then also understand what it's like to be a nobody. Yeah. So like, you know, when I'm having conversations with guys like Kyrgios, who's like a, obviously a, like an insane different level of fame, fame, like I've been out with him and it's just insane. I can, I can understand where he's coming from. Cause I right. can be like, look, <clears> I, I know, I kind of know what that's like yeah, in a way. Yeah, yeah. It's been, yeah. It's like when you, when you talk tennis with him, probably yeah. you, you've played a bit. Yeah. It's, to like, know. it's like relatable. You can, you can relate. Yeah. yeah. But like, you know, so at, there was a time there for a little bit where I was like, do I want to do this? Like, cause if I, if I did, ascend to that level of notoriety, would I be okay with that? Yeah. And it was like a conversation that I kept having. And then I was like, nah, I love making people laugh. I love doing comedy. I love doing stand up. I love doing videos. That's just a fucking part of it. Like, mm. you know, if you're going to be doing that kind of stuff, people are going to recognize you. People, are, you know, so it's kind of like. I reckon though, I reckon that even when I've been out with you of, of recent times, whether people are coming up to you, I still reckon everyone in the room kind of knows who you are. I think it depends. I think it's funny, man. Maybe they do, but I think like- Well, well they've seen you somewhere and they're yeah, like- oh, I recognize that head. Like, yes. I've had a lot of people come up to me recently being like, I know your face, mate. Yeah. You know, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's fine. What do you do? What do you say like? Yeah, I'm just like, mate, crime stoppers. It's just sort of there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, <laughs> I'm like, don't tell anyone I'm here. Uh, <laughs> but it's like, but you know, it's like, um, like I said before, it's like people have like, yeah, it's like- it's, it's it's very fickle is the best way to describe it. Like if I'm making lots of videos, like say for example, tomorrow I made like a super viral video, mm. then everyone would be back on the Elliot Loney train. But yeah. if I'm not making anything, like people just go, oh, like there's no point in me taking a photo with this guy because he's kind of like a bit, <laughs> yeah. he's a bit yesterday's news. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's funny, man. It's really fickle. Like it's like, it's all the powers in you, you know, it's all like if you... You know, like you could you could go out tomorrow and make like a crazy viral video on YouTube, and everyone would be like, "JK, yeah, yeah." Like you know, like yeah, it's just fuck fucking crazy, man. Like it's like it's amazing how this world works now. How like you know, people can become stars overnight. It was especially yeah, it's like things like TikTok as well. Yeah, Those, TikTok. The, the I mean, algorithms on that. I was of. actually going to say this as well. Like I feel like now it's the, the market's so saturated. It's like you can be famous on one particular app. Like people come up to people on nightclubs and stuff now and go, oh, you're TikTok famous. Yes. Or you're like Insta famous or you're yep. like Facebook famous. Like fame is now defined as like different yeah. tiers of fame. Yeah, like follow it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a platform fame. Yeah, it's so, so bizarre. Whereas like back in the day when there was just like television and stuff, it was like one 
yeah. you know, one. Yeah, it's it's so it's so different now, man. Everything's changing. It's crazy. One yeah. of the um, you mentioned his name before, and I wanted to get his what he's like off the court, mm-hmm. but he's um, with Nick Curios, obviously. Mm-hmm. Man, I actually just I saw a photo the other day. I, I reposted on our page um, for everyone listening, so they might have seen it. But it was like Nick Curios versus the current top five or top four, yeah. and there was literally like it was like three. 3-1 to Nick Kyrgios, 2-1. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. in regards to like yeah. how many times he's beaten them and they beaten him, he'd yeah. like outweighed them all. And some of them, I think only Medvedev had beat, uh, beaten him. I don't know. Yeah, if it was a 2-1 Medvedev, I think it was. Yeah, yeah which 2-1 that, Nick yeah, so it was favor, just like yeah. fucking unbelievable. Yeah, mate. Like I've, heard, I've said it a few times. Like I've got no umbrage in saying this at all. Like it's just like he's the most naturally talented tennis player I've ever seen in my life. That's crazy. And like, I've been on the court with him before. I've spent a lot of time with him and like, he's a fascinating dude, man. Like he's, he's a lot more intelligent than people give him credit for. He's a very smart guy. He's well-spoken. He's funny. He's charismatic, man. When he gets on the court, like when we're on a practice court, like he just does stuff that like, it, it, it like it just gives you goosebumps, man. You're like, I've never seen anyone do that before. Yeah. Like what, how much talent does this guy actually have? And like, I think he'd be the first to admit it over the years. Maybe he's just like kind of let his talent do the work. And obviously hard, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. So mm. you probably see a lot of guys in the top 10 now that Nick is literally a better player than on paper, but Nick's not there because he's just chosen to have fun and have a bit more balance in his life. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And people have kind of like ripped into him for that over the years. But I think where Nick's coming from, and I can absolutely understand where he's coming from is like, He's so talented. He knows his tennis is going to be always there at that level. You know what I mean? Like if he wants to put in a little bit of work and do a little training block before Wimbledon, for example, he's one of the best grass court players in the world. He can just rock up maybe with like half as much practice as the next guy. And, and still maybe people. get a bloody, yeah, shot round people. 16 or quarterfinal. 100% man. So, you know, I think for him, it's just about like, he's a relatable character because like, mate, I've spent a lot of time with him. He's just like a, he's just a, a good bloke, man. Like he's just a yeah. guy you'd love to have a beer with at a pub, mate. Like we've had some, when I'm with him, man, my face hurts from laughing so much. Like, he's just a chill dude. You'd love to have a beer with him at the pub and he's just so relatable in that sense because he's not like, he's not these tennis robots that go out and like just drill balls all day and like, you know what I mean? He's That's just, probably why he cops so much shit too because yeah. that, that sport specifically is so traditional. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. And but he I, breaks them all. I think him and Thanasi um, Kokonakis, obviously they, they, they changed the face a little bit when they won the doubles, which is great to see. Like, I think the sport needs that. Yeah. I think the sport needs Nick Kyrgios and Thanasi Kokonakis more than anything right now. 100%. You know, like, I think that's exactly what they need. They And they need guys, in a sense, like me, doing crazy shit on the boundary as well. Like, I think they need, like, a Bruce McAvaney <laughs> Speak, of tennis. Speaking of what you were doing on yeah. the boundary through the service well, games I think, of the yeah. opposition. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. question. <laughs> yeah, like that kind of shit. Yeah. You know, that I feel like the sports sport needs more of that. Otherwise, yeah. it's going to be left in the waste side man because you know soccer is becoming so massive and in, in worldwide becoming bigger in australia now as well Correct. And, you know like rugby footy you know like everything's you know it's going to be it's going to be forgotten unless we can have more characters and personalities like that in the sport yeah well know? yeah well because and it's only here for what once a year that we're close to it unless you're a worldwide tennis yeah. fan you're only watching it through january yeah 100 percent. and i think <coughs> most people who have never played tennis before and just see it roll around in january and they go oh yeah let's go to the tennis they probably don't realize how big tennis is on an international scale yeah like that's the thing i really like about it. Like you can go pretty much anywhere in the world in like a third world subcontinent country and then yeah. like, you know, they still know what tennis is and they're still trying to have a hit. And it's like, you know, it's it's actually it's the reach of the sport is in, insane. It's massive. Yeah. It's, it's massive. Even the prize money is fucking insane. Yeah, at the top tier level of the sport, like it's it's gnarly. But you know, if you're not at the top if you're not in the top hundred, or I would even say top eighty these days, you're really struggling. Yeah. It's it's, it's brutal, man. It's cutthroat. 
Okay. Talk about tennis. There we go. There. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, I've loved this. I haven't even mentioned he's got the sunglasses on, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, now, when you come up with um, creating content, mm-hmm. what's your sort of like, give me a bit of the creative inside of, of how you work with that? Because you, you kind of do some grub things on trend and well, put yeah. the Elliot Loney spin on I'm them. I probably, like, to be honest with you, man, I've, de- I've definitely been lazy a little bit like um like I was at the comics lounge the other night not going to name who said it but like I was I saw a comedian I used to gig with he's a super talented guy he was actually one of the headline acts and he's like mate it's really good to see you again and like before he sort of went on stage he sort of stopped just us in the green room and he and I just finished my set and he saw how like buzzing I was and he goes man I hope you don't take this the wrong way but like you are an incredibly like wasted talent and I was kind of like holy shit and he was like, yeah, man, like, you know, I feel like you just need to figure out what you need to do, orient yourself and actually aim towards that. Because I know that you feel as if you can do so many different things, but you right. just, you need to like you need to pigeonhole it. And I was just like, thanks. Like, I kind of like really appreciated him saying that because I was like, you're probably right. I kind of do feel that way. Mm. Um, and like what I was explaining a little bit earlier is like how my brain works so differently. Like I can't do a math test. <laughs> Mate, I can't do my times tables. Like, I'm autistic with that shit. Like, really? I'm like, mate, I'm so bad at maths. But then uh, if someone says to me, like, come up with 20 uh, creative ideas, out-the-box ideas for this thing, I'll just, mate, I'll sit down for an hour and I'll have 100. Like, it's not, I, I don't know, man. My brain works differently. Like, creatively, I feel like it's, <clears> it's, 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 it's always buzzing. And then, like, <laughs> if I try to do some math, can't fire it up at <laughs> that all. That is so random. Yeah, it's so weird, man. I can't explain it, but... Um, yeah, I just my brain just works differently. Really, it does work differently. Have you gathered where you want to orient now? Because you've obviously yeah. done stand up comedy, but there's a bit of a purpose to that in yeah. the short term. I think obviously there's like I said, there's a, that really big thing that's coming up for me in a couple of months, which will be on TV and stuff. It's going to come out soon, mm-hmm. um, which I'm hoping will um, you know garner me a new audience and like maybe help me blow um, the shit off the fucking roof. It, man. Yeah, hope yeah, fingers crossed, man. So I just think that, that that's part of me getting back into stand up. But I I do need to start making more videos too and just get out there and just like start posting heaps more yeah like whether on tiktok or instagram because yeah like i said before that's all about like getting the notoriety and stuff like all the guys that blow up they become topical and then that's when people want to get to know you again and talk about you and stuff like that bro it fucking generally makes me happy when i see that shit from you yeah just because yeah. like I, <laughs> I literally like watch there like i've watched the johnny depp one and amber heard i'll touch on that because yeah. it's like this is why you put your spin on you nailed johnny depp's like <laughs> accent and then amber heard comes down <laughs> and he just implement like a smacky <laughs> kind of vibe and i'm like there yeah, that's yeah. the elliot loney twist bro. yeah that's it man that's, that's it that's the weird gold. the weird stuff but yeah like even at the moment like i'm doing a few brand deals at the moment at like coming up like i do like a few influencer thought things yeah i'm yep. doing something for coca-cola coming up fuck no and that's huge. yeah man they asked me to come up with a few concepts and like um my manager was like oh can you come up with a few concepts i was like yeah probably and i just sat down man it was like it was like honestly like couldn't like i just did it so quick man really yeah like it was it's crazy like and it's funny because like i find that really interesting because like I only found out recently how much money is in creative advertising. Like, I can't believe how much these teams charge to come up with ideas and stuff. And that's actually what I used to do, man. I worked for a digital marketing agency a few years ago, and they would hire me to come in two days a week. They'd have a fucking team of people, like 15 people in a board meeting that were trying to come up with ideas. And I'd just go into a whiteboard, and I'd have a look at the brief, and I'd just go, have you thought about that? And they'd all be like, oh, 
fuck. God, no uh, way. Yeah, literally, man. But how would you do, like, like what? what's the sort of comic relief, for example? Maybe don't use Coca-Cola. For, yeah. But, like, as a brand, like, how do they, what do they do? Is it through advertising? Yeah, like I think TV, that's what they usually do. Like, they TV hire, ads. like, creative advertising agencies uh, to help okay. them with their campaign. They'd be like, we want to do a campaign around this for this particular product. Can you help us come up with some ideas on how to market it or some funny ideas on how we can, you know, get eyeballs on it kind of thing. Right. And they're throwing in, you know, they've just got teams of people that are literally sitting around all day trying to be creative and come up with ideas and stuff like that. Okay. And I've always thought, like, I've never really got found myself in that space aside from when I was doing that, but it's just something that's always come really natural to me. Okay. So I'm like, creatively, that's probably something I could be doing in the future as well because I just, I don't know, because my brain's so fucking weird and I think so differently. Like it's, I, it's incredible. Yeah, I, I think that's probably something that I could definitely see myself doing because it's like, it's like, it's a blessing and a curse because like, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking in backwards yeah yeah but yeah. it's it's special man and i think yeah what with what with what's coming up it's pretty exciting bro. yeah it's really exciting it's man i'm really exci- i'm really excited and like i think that's exactly what i needed to get myself up and going again you know yeah. what i mean because like yeah i don't know did you read my facebook post i don't know if you saw no, it no i don't yeah it's fine <laughs> Thanks, mate. But i don't actually, I don't actually <laughs> use facebook but, yeah, um, yeah. yeah no it's fine mate. Yeah. Not through, not through <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i don't actually i'll leave the van why like, the fuck are you doing fucking elliot Lane, man, <laughs> are you, why are you doing <laughs> facebook posts what? oh yeah i know it's pretty redundant <laughs> so well I, people still use it seriously yeah people people still do but i had to i had to use it because it was like you know i had to like i felt like i need to get off my chest so i wrote everything thing that I'd sort of been experiencing and why. Like, oh, did and so you? so I wrote this like pretty big, like I think it was like a five paragraph thing. Yeah. And I couldn't even fit it on Instagram. So I just like, oh, fuck I'll just post it on Facebook. People can read it if they want. So okay. that's kind of what it was. And what was that along the lines of what you're talking about? Yeah, now? but man, just how bad things got. Like I think I sort of touched on it in the um in the posts, if for anyone who wants to read it on my Facebook page, um, my comedy page. But is it is that like a it's not your personal page? No, nah, right? yeah, it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's my comedy page. Right. But um, get around it, people. Yeah, get around it. But sort of what happened was, man, in 2015, 2016. 2016, like I was gigging flat out. I was a finalist in rural comedy. I won like a stand-up comedy competition and I felt like I was just like kind of on, on this trajectory. And then um, I, I just started um, like overthinking stuff and I, I put like this really ridiculous pressure on myself because I was like, everyone now expects me to be a certain way. Like mm. at, when I was first starting, I felt like I had no expectation and it was all in my head, man. Like no one fucking thought this, yeah. but I felt like I had to bring a certain standard. And so I was like, so in my head, man, that I literally found myself in this perpetual state of performance anxiety that literally got so bad, man, that at times I would just go to gigs and go out the back door before my name was called out, ended up in hospital, man. Like You're I, fucking yeah, joking, seriously, man. man, it was that bad. Like I literally couldn't regulate. Like, I think you told me this once before, yeah. like people would call you like, where the fuck are you? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man, it got really bad. Like, dude, I had like offers coming in and stuff, like really like genuine, like legitimate like offers for like TV stuff, radio stuff. And I would thwart all of them, man. Like yeah. I didn't even know, I didn't even know behaviorally, behaviorally, is that, is that a Behaviorally. Behaviorally. Yeah. Behaviorally. I got it. Yeah. Fuck. I can't even speak. I'm having a stroke. Figured back the anxiety now, Here we go. Turning into the chapel treat smacky. Here we go. <laughs> Mate, soon I'll be growing tits and I fucking my teeth will fall out. Nah, but um, yeah, so um, yeah, that was just really strange, man. Like I, I didn't even know why. Like subconsciously, I was like just 
jeopardizing all these opportunities. Mm. And then it took me a while to kind of realize what was going on. And that's why I gave it away, man, because I was kind of like a bit conscience stricken, didn't want to like to be anyone else's burden. So I just fell out of love with Stammer, gave it away. That's Yeah, that's yeah. just why what you're doing now is so amazing because yeah. not many people know that back. Well, that's exactly it. Like not many people know what I went through to come back. Only like a few people who saw me at my lowest point really do. Like my family, I kept it from them. Kept really? it from, yeah, kept it from everyone, man. I, and it was really weird because like – you know, I'd see people out or people, if people did recognize me, they'd be like, oh, where you been and stuff. And it's like hard because you can't really explain that to mm. someone. You know what I mean? It's mm. like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, you know, I just, I'm a fucking weirdo. I've lost my mind. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. how do you explain that yeah, to yeah. someone? Did you, did you seek like help or support or did you kind yeah, of get yourself I, I probably, in and out of the I hole? probably should have gone to a therapist or a psychologist, but I did what like most blokes would probably do yeah, in that yeah. situation. I just bottled it up and yeah. put it in just the bin kind take of thing. three years to get over yeah, something. Exactly. Could take six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. then I just kind of read a few books and honestly, man, it was only recently when I had this offer for this thing that's going to come up in June, July. Um, and then like actually meeting Ibby, who I spoke about recently, because I met him and when he told me that I was like part of the reason he got into comedy and just stuff, kind of reality. it kind of just like the penny dropped a little bit and I was like, fuck man, like it's kind of cool to think that I've ha I have inspired people over the years and I've kind of forgotten that. And yeah. then I was just kind of like, well, this guy's, his, his it's first, incredible his first stand-up show was in a theatre. Yeah. Man, my first stand-up show was in a back alley of a fucking bowling alley, like Dude, behind a shoe we, store. And maybe like, we need like to a, get, link you up with the Owl Group or something. Because yeah, they, yeah. they fucking, look, I don't see the difference between you and Ibby. Like, I mean, yeah, he's, got a, uh, yeah. he's just regular content that has a following. Yeah, man. look, I mean, he, I think he's, he's super talented and stuff as well, but I definitely know that I can, I could also be doing theatres like that if I, if I, you know. 100%, but, bro. But at, the 100%. Same, but at the same time, um, you know, like that, that part, part of that was me speaking to him and being like, and him saying that, and then I was like, well, that's inspired me as well. So that was part of it. And then the other thing that I've got coming up in June, July was part of it, but I'm so glad that it kind of got me out of it. Cause I changed my whole perspective. I just went, mm. you know, instead of putting all this pressure on myself to be the best, the best all the time, or try to be the best. I just thought, look, I'm just going to try and become comfortable being uncomfortable, stay where my feet are and just just enjoy the process, <clears throat> man. I'm just enjoying being back up on stage. Like when I'm on stage now, man, I feel bulletproof, not because I feel like I'm the best comedian or anything, just because I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't give a fuck anymore. Really? That man. must be liberating, bro. That yeah, man. Honestly, like that's how, that's the way I've got to think. Otherwise, I'm going to end up bucking in yeah, the cycle <laughs> again. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, because, mate, that's just the way, like, because people- People put so much pressure on themselves and I was a victim of that because I'm always being my own harshest critic. But then when I just kind of let go of that and said, no, nah, I'm just going to go out there and just kind of enjoy myself and enjoy the fact that this is kind of, this is me in my, in my purest form. And mm. that's kind of like what I've been doing, man. I've been going to these comedy clubs where they be, you know, like the Comics Lounge where it's 450 seats or like a little place in Chapel Street with eight people. Like every time up there, I'm just smiling. I'm happy. I'm, I'm just glad I'm there. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy, man. Yeah. Fuck, must be, how does that feel? Does that feel like, do you feel liberated on stage? Do you feel like you belong there? hundred percent, man. hundred percent. I think like now, especially when I went and did the Comics Lounge on Tuesday, because that was the first like proper big gig that I'd done in ages and the comics lounge brings a certain prestige with it. Like it's very hard to get a spot there. You know, you sort of have to have to be of a certain ilk or like to, to actually even get a spot that's there. Comic, that's how like Melbourne's comedy club for like. Yeah. 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 It's uh, like, it's Cali, honestly Cali the best, reference. the best comedy club in Australia, I reckon. Yeah. And like the guys who run it are, are just ripping guys and they've always been so, so nice to me. And giving me like you know the shirts off their back, Dan and Grant, shout out the boys. They're, yeah. they're awesome. The comics lounge is unreal. If I give give a little plug, if you ever want to go see yeah, a comedy show, know. mate, we, so we it's pretty definitely. much seven nights a week. I think maybe bar Mondays, but okay. um, yeah, get down there, mate. Get yourself a little gold pass and just go in there and, and watch as much comedy as you can because they have some unbelievable acts and the guys really? there they run it. They run a really good. 
good show. But yeah, but mate, that's um. So how can people come watch you at the moment? At there? Like yeah, well, at the moment, <clears throat> I'm or is not, it well, professionals only for when you're there? Well, yeah, it's no, it's more, it's more just like I'm not really advertising it at the moment because okay. I'm still working through my shit. Like so all, the materials, hundred percent. Like I've got a lot of work to do with my writing. Like uh, as, as well, like I said, I'm very critical of myself. I, I record and film all my sets, watch them back, try and find out where I can make them better. Like it takes a long time to write now. I'm trying to mm-hmm. write every day again, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like man, I, I um. I think like I'm still working through the kinks. Like while I maintain that I do think my ceiling's really high to reach mm. the point that I know that I can get to. Like I've got to focus on Some where my holes work. are. Yeah. Like I'm great at coming up with comedy concepts. Maybe my comedy writing needs work. So I'm trying to figure out how to like build that. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, like um, I think like watching my first few gigs that I did like a few weeks ago, like I was probably like a little bit, you could see I was a little bit more anxious and stuff. Now I'm like way more comfortable. So like it's about finding the pauses, like staying in the bit, like not being uncomfortable when like there is a lull, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Being like you can bring them back. Like it's just, man, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a, it's like an orchestra. Up there, yeah. Right? It's yeah. crazy, man. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, well, it's going to be exciting. Now, before we round out, I do yeah. want to do some impressions. Yeah, okay. Fine. <clears throat> one of the things today, <clears throat> excuse me, <sighs> that I wanted to talk about, oh, though, geez. was the other side of Elliot Loney, which was exactly that. So I appreciate that because not so many people know that um, the work you're doing now in build up for this platform you're going to be on and also the history of you with, with stand-up is pretty yep. special. When we had lunch that day or whatever it was and you told me, I was like, fuck, that's insane, bro. Yeah. I was so I was so not shocked but I was just like amazed that someone as gifted as you still felt and thought that way. Oh, yeah, all the time, man. And that's like a part of the reason why I put that Facebook status up there because I was like, you know, if there is, is people out there that actually looked up to me or whatever back in the day, whether it be now or back in the day or whatever, like it's mm. kind of cool I think for people to see that like everyone's human, man. Everyone has their own battles and stuff and it's perfectly normal. It's like it's almost good to normalize it and just talk about it and that was all part of it like since i've come back and done stand-up again speaking to all these comedians i used to do gigs with like a lot of them had had experienced very similar circumstances and i'm like fuck man i didn't know that like i thought i was the only one but yeah it's it's when you're doing like a high pressure thing in like that like yeah a lot of people do deal with that so yeah yeah so um all right well i was going to give you i'm going to throw a couple at you and then you may, maybe you can take the floor with some but yeah, um yeah. The, the the first two that I, I would like to do i'd like to you to because of your depiction of a magpie outside yeah. is just bear grills analyzing a magpie oh jesus that's a bit <laughs> loose <laughs> all right so i'm bear grills i've got a spot of malaria and i need to get out i've never seen a bird like that before especially of the avian variety <laughs> I might just have to rip off its head and eat it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, there we go. This yeah. is how talented he is. I think I could just throw situations and you just go bang. Yeah. But uh, let's do just... Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah, we can do McConaughey. Yeah, because yeah. he's actually seen your yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah as well. And like literally he was like, dude, that was amazing. <laughs> he like came out and talked about it. Yeah, he actually said it. I think he's like, I just saw an impersonation of me. Reading an excerpt of my book, Green Lives. Now, I don't know who you are. You know who you were. But I loved it. It wasn't necessarily good. It wasn't necessarily great, but it was all right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There um, we go. Yeah. What about, um, mate, the other day I was fucking around and I, because sometimes I forget I do voices. What about, what, what about uh, Kevin? Yeah, uh, uh, Kevin from South Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on, guys? Yeah, I'm fucking out Kevin, guys. Yeah, yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kevin's got a transfer. Yeah, yeah. uh, fuck you, K, you fucking Jew. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do carpet, bro? <laughs> 
don't know. Like a voice. It's not even like a real thing. I completely forgot that I could do it. That's cocky just... loves Gordon Ramsay, but oh. I'm still working on it. But like I used to, I just keep cocky just loves the way I say shit as Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, I just sit there and go, that's fucking shit. What's that? That's fucking shit. What do you call that? That's fucking shit. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, Elliot Loney, the stand-up king. Get around yeah. him. He's got a big few months coming up. Yeah. Um we are definitely gonna stay posted. I know you'll announce it and share it with everyone soon, but yeah. Uh, mate, you're a superstar. No, thank you, we got to get back to patrolling our street yeah, now. Make sure no do, troubles yeah, come yeah, down. No, mate. I just, I just had a look at the reflection of my salad in my phone. I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't tell me about it, mate. It does not look great. Here we go. Thank uh, you, everyone. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Oh, cheers. Are you a podcaster? Maybe you've got that big idea and you're looking for a network to join. The multi-award-winning OzCast Network can get your content to eyes and ears all over the world. Join now for the first month free, and you could be featuring this sound at the beginning of your podcast. OzCast. Simply head to OzCastNetwork.com for details.